The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Margaret Carey is an actress and radio host best known for her work as the model of Tinkerbell in the 1953 Walt Disney Pictures animated feature Peter Pan and she's on the phone with us just now. How are you doing today? Oh, it's wonderful. It's well, I'm here in Florida, in Sarasota, yeah. Florida, and it is 78 degrees and the breezes wow. are blowing. And we are moving, if you can imagine, away from what's happening here up to North Carolina where it's a little cooler. But, you know, people in show business do that, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's quite hot for this time of year, isn't it? 78. Well, it, you know, it's Florida. Yeah. What, what can you do? <laughs> you can't turn it down. Yeah. And I lived in, uh, in Glendale uh, in California for about 90 years, so... It was, it was, I did all my show business work there and worked for Disney there. And I was only about, oh, three miles away from Disney Studio in Burbank. Wow, that's incredible, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Would it be fair to call you the real life Tinkerbell? Well, what I say is I'm the original live action reference model for Tinkerbell. In other words, they cast me in the role and got me all fixed up with the hair and everything. And then I went on to sound stage one and they had the big camera and a crew of 12 Mm -hmm. with lighting and everything. And then Mark Davis, who's the man who designed Tinkerbell and cast me in the role, said, we want her to do this. This is the scene. And I would go out and do a little bit, whatever they wanted. And he would say, good. I like that. We'll do that. And then they would film it. The film would be then processed and then certain uh, frames of the film would be made larger uh, for reference for the artist. And so I'm a reference model. Mm, Yeah. So how does that work actually being a reference model? Because there's another type of model where they trace you but this one they're actually just being loosely inspired by you right right uh they they gave up tracing on a on a movie just before peter pan Mm. it just didn't work as well as they were hoping we did i was told uh uh six hundred and fifty seven thousand uh pieces of art to make peter pan 
Is that not amazing? <laughs> so they they drew it freehand, and then Mark Davis did most of Tinkerbell, and then had you know he would do the beginning of the scene and the end of the scene, and then he had what are called in betweeners, mm. who would then uh, you know animated uh, the character up from the beginning of the scene to the end, but they followed what I did because. As a, a fan said to me one day, you know, Tinkerbell didn't talk in that movie, but all of your actions and the movements that you gave her, you gave her a voice yeah. in, in in the way that she moved and who she was. And I thought that was so nice. Mm. I really appreciated that. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you get the chance to work on Peter Pan in the first place? Well, I started in show business when I was four yeah. because I'm 92 and a half years old and I was born in 1929. And as I say, I caused the Great Depression. <laughs> Everything went downhill from the time I was born. Yeah. And my mother, my mother died when I was three and a half. And I was adopted by these two people who were old enough to be my grandparents. And I was as cute as you can be. Yeah. And it's in my book. There are two pictures of me at four years of age. So they put me to work in the movies because that's where we they were living in uh, in uh, the Wilshire, Wilshire District in Los Angeles. And so uh, they got me on uh, Central Casting. Well, by the time that I was 18... I had done many things, uh, uh, seven major motion pictures, nothing big. Mm. I did The Little Rascals. Yeah. I was in that for eight eight of the, of the shorts, et cetera. I picked up an agent. Yeah. And so the agent then called me when I was working at, at Fox. I was assistant dance director on a movie there. Can you get a day off? They are looking for somebody who... Can, as an actress who is a dancer who can play a three-and-a-half-inch fairy who doesn't talk. Mm. And Toby, I said, well, you know, I don't want to get off work here. They said, no. Well, it's a Disney. I said, Disney? I'll, I'll be there at 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> what, what time do you want me there? And you know what? Everybody felt that way in Hollywood. It was a fabulous place to work. Mm. And it still is a fabulous place yeah. to work. I love the studio. So I went over and uh, I did my little pantomime that I had for the great Mark Davis. And I looked up at the wall and I thought, oh, that must be her. And he <laughs> called her Tinkerbell once. And I went, oh, that's what's going on. So I looked at her and I thought, Tinkerbell, well, she's about seven, eight, nine years old. So what he asked me to do, the famous uh, scene where I land on a mirror in a, on the top of the dresser in the nursery and I see myself and I played it as if I was a nine-year-old who never saw herself before. And he said, he looked at me, what Mark Davis did, and said, would it be convenient for you to come to work? next Tuesday. And that's how I was cast in it. <laughs> that's incredible, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely incredible. <laughs> My understanding is that actually, although everyone was excited to work at Disney, they actually had quite a small studio complex compared to other companies. Very small. Um, as I say, I met Walt Disney because 
<clears throat> he was work. Excuse me. He was working on the opposite wall. I had the main part of sound stage one, yeah. all the lighting and everything. But he was figuring out animatronics. Yeah. So it's in my book, Tinkerbell Bell Talks. Yeah. And uh, he walked in with a group of people and uh, Buddy Epson, the dancer, and they were figuring out uh, how to register. Uh, cartoon characters with real people and animatronics was born and so he would come over after they broke up and chat with us and I got to chat with Walt Disney Mm -hmm. and some people say well why didn't he was the head of the studio why didn't he go to his own sound stage I said he did they only had one one sound stage one was it when I was there Mm. yeah and the thing is, I guess back in those days, a lot of films were silent and you didn't really have to worry about sound bleeding from one film to another if they're filming them both at the same time in the same place. Well, you know, when I did the um, the Charlie Ruggles show, which was the first network show for ABC yeah. uh, TV, we had the sets lined up mm. of three shows on the stage so they could simply move. The, we had sound, of course, yeah. but they would simply move the camera and the lights to the next set. <laughs> but at the studio, um, we I never worked in a silent film. Mm. They were just over when I got to work, 1933. Uh, and, of course, the first sound happened in about 29 yeah. and 30. And as a matter of fact, on TV, they show here quite often on uh, uh, Turner Classic Movies, they show films that were made in 1932 and 33 and 34, all sound and very good films, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Surprising. But no, we each had our own sound stages at that point that I went to work. Mm. And these days, everybody knows Peter Pan. But I think when people think of Peter Pan, they think of the movie. So when you heard about this role, were you familiar with the story of Peter Pan yet? Well, one of the things that I promote for everybody on all the um, appearances that I make is they get the unabridged Sir James M. Barry's book, and they will find out that Peter still had his baby teeth. They will find out from from this wonderful, wonderful book, takes them to Neverland. It's just, it's so much more than Disney could have put in the movie. So I urge people to read this. And um, the language and why the mermaids were so mean. And (laughs) it's just, and at the very end of the book, Toby, the last chapter, I think it is, Wendy grows up, and Peter comes back looking for her, (laughs) and she can't go because she doesn't fly anymore. She's forgotten how, and he sits down on the floor and cries and cries, and, well, should I tell what happens? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Wendy has had a little... Wendy has had a little girl named Jane Mm -hmm. at this point, and they are in the nursery. And Jane gets to go with Peter Pan to do the spring cleaning over on Neverland. Mm -hmm. And that's the last chapter. I mean, how charming can that be? So I urge everyone to get an unabridged Sir James M. Barry book. It was written in 1911, and it is a joy to read. Yeah, absolutely. And what was your favourite part overall in working on Peter Pan? Oh, dear. I didn't have any, really. <laughs> it was just wondrous going going to the studio, first of all. That's the happiest studio 
everybody, I worked all the other studios and uh, most of them would growl at you, yeah. but, but not Disney studios. It was a smile on everybody's face. It was, it was really neat. And then of course, you know, um, people don't rem- remember this, but I was invited by Mark Davis, the man who made Tinkerbell happen, yeah. um, to actually be the reference model for the uh, red-headed mermaid. Oh. So I was I was called back and I did voiceover for that, which got me into voiceover acting for um, television. Mm. And I've done over 600 cartoons for uh, television, including uh, 139 episodes of the new Three Stooges. I was in Clutch Cargo. I worked with Charlie Weaver. I did all of these voiceovers, and I started with voiceover work at Disney. Wow. <laughs> so I, I love everything about it. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about Peter Pan as well is it's a timeless film, isn't it? When you yeah. think of Disney, actually, you maybe think of Mickey Mouse and a few others, then it's Tinkerbell. She's almost become nearly the mascot of Disney herself. Well, let me tell you what happened on that one. That's very interesting because Walt Disney was so brilliant that he never did a sequel. Yeah. So Tinkerbell was put on the shelf. She was not going to be seen again. Uh, He had other uh, things in mind that he was doing. Well, he was the head of the studio, but he was not the president of the studio, as I understand it. I was told this by people who were there. So uh, he started to work on his park, whatever that was. And it was all in his head, Mm. you know. (laughs) So he tried to tell everybody else, but, but they got to thinking it was sort of like Coney Island. With, with rides like that. And so they told him, they said, Walt, we don't want you to use any of the of our main characters. We don't want you to use Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse or, or Goofy or any of them in case your park fails. Mm. Uh, and, and here is Walt Disney with a park that was going to be named Mickey's Village. That was one of the original names yeah. with no Mickey. <laughs> So he thought about it, and he talked to his brother, and he saw the wisdom, because if if it had failed, uh, there would be luster gone from Mickey and Minnie and Goofy, etc. So he said, tell them I'm bringing back Tinkerbell and Jiminy Cricket. Will that satisfy it? Yeah. And his brother said, yes. So when when the... Disneyland opened in 1955. Uh, Tinkerbell was every place. Mm. There were no main characters, only Tinkerbell and Jiminy Cricket. And the first ride, of course, that they did was Peter Pan. Yeah. And that was the that was the reason I have signed more banners that came off the the castle with Tinkerbell up there and all around the park. And you know what? It was so beautiful beautifully done and people were so overwhelmed with Disneyland that I don't think that maybe one or two reviewers of the whole thing ever mentioned Mm. that Mickey Mouse and and Pluto and all the rest were not there. I thought that was a salute to him. Yeah. So do you perhaps enjoy the anonymity of having such an incredible credit to your name, but people on the street wouldn't really recognise you and know what you've done? But they do. Mm. <laughs> That's the most amazing thing. You know, it, it's, 
it will the the movie will come out seventy years, and I will tell you one of the reasons that they recognize me is when uh, Walt Disney needed uh, some more money to finish his his uh, Disneyland. I take you way back. Um, he he got uh, I think it was six million dollars from ABC, and they and then he would give them an hour show. Well, uh, you've got to realize that the movie had gone by this time. And you didn't have any replay or anything. And so what do you do? So he knew that Tinkerbell was going to be very big. And I think that he said, let's have Tinkerbell come at the end of the show and take everybody on the adventure. I think that that's what it did it. And what did it? And so... Actually, through that and going and doing all the appearances that I've done, I've had people walk up to me in a restaurant and say, aren't you Margaret Carey? Aren't you Tinkerbell? <laughs> and I go, oh, yes, yes, yes. And then I tell them, I'm so happy. that, And they laugh and they smile. My daughter's favorite. My granddaughter dressed up. My, da- You know, and I get so excited again because of Mark Davis and all the work that he did. It was brilliant. And, you know, uh, if I may have, oh, oh, I'm jumping all over the place, but I know we don't have too much time. Uh, Toby, can I do something for you? Uh, yes. Back to the book, okay. the, the um, <clears throat> James M. Berry's book, as far as I know, and there is one paragraph only that describes Tinkerbell. Now, think about it. If you were Mark Davis and you were supposed to draw a character for the movie Peter Pan and this is all you had to go on and if I may I'm going to um, read the little paragraph well I'm going to do it by by memory so stick with me you know this is in the nursery right and that all the children are going to sleep in the nursery and Peter has not come yet all right And, and I'm going to do it in a little accent Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So it says, well... When Mr. and Mrs. Darling left for the party, the little light lights were burning brightly. But suddenly, in the room, there was another light, much brighter than the rest. And in the time it has taken me to tell you, it has been in every pocket and every closet and every drawer in the nursery looking for Peter Pan's shadow. But when it stops briefly... You realize it is not a light. It is a fairy. As big as your hand and still growing. Its name is Tinkerbell. It's a little girl. And she is clothed in a a leaf, a beautiful leaf that's cut low and square, which shows her figure to best advantage. Toby, that was it. Yeah, that's all that 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 genius had to go by, mm. and he came out with Tinkerbell. I mean, it it just I never I never could get over that. Yeah. So I I just wanted to bring you up to date on that. So everybody remember and and go to my website too. I I don't think you can buy the book on my website. You can buy my book, Tinkerbell Talks which is a great book with pictures of everything and uh, pictures of when I started and all the other people I work with. And that's Tinkerbell Talks. Now, back to you. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Well, that's a great name for the book, actually, isn't it? Because in the movie, Tinkerbell doesn't talk. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this is a coincidence or what, but the first ever acting role you had was playing a fairy in A Midsummer Night's Dream, wasn't it? It was, and that was, I, it was amazing. There's a story and pictures of everything um, in my book. I, I, yeah. it, it just reminds me, there's Warner Brothers sitting there that I'm working at Warner Brothers. They had 18 sound stages by that time. Wow. And I was four years old. <laughs> I mean, and Disney, you know, finally moved in and got one sound stage. So you see the difference of the, uh, of the sizes of things. Mm. But... Um, I played, and it was a wonderful, you know, they're still playing. It is a classic, and you'll see me running around as a little fairy. So I think I think somebody was trying to tell me something. What do you think? Yes, I think that's probably true. <laughs> did you know that Walt Disney, did you know that Walt Disney played Peter Pan? No, I did not know that. <laughs> well, would you like to hear why? <laughs> okay, I'd love to. <laughs> All right. Well, he lived in Marceline, I think. I think it's Missouri, but I, I get confused with the Kansas and Missouri, so you'll have to look it up. Anyway, he lived in a town called Marceline, young kid, and um, there was a great actress named Maud Adams. She was famous throughout the world, of, of and she was traveling with the, the play Peter Pan, and that was James M. Berry's uh, production. And she came to Marceline, 
and she played Peter Pan. Of course, all all Peter Pan are played by girls. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple that weren't, but basically they were girls. So he saw that, and everybody in the school saw it. They went back to school and decided that they were going to put on Peter Pan, the play. So, so Peter uh, was played by Walt Disney, mm-hmm. and the man, uh, the one who who had him fly, put a rope around his waist and had him fly across the stage, was Walt's brother. <laughs> well, Walt, Walt hit the side of the stage and knocked over something. But anyway, he, I guess he was about. 12 or 13, something like that. I've never looked up the age, but he actually played Peter Pan. Mm, yeah, that's an incredible story. Never realised <laughs> that. <laughs> Do you know that Elsa Lancaster mm. and her, who is her husband, the actor, uh, the great actor, she played Peter Pan yeah. and her husband, who was, you know, this notorious heavy set fellow, he played Captain Hook. Ah, yeah. Yes, it's amazing to look it up. <laughs> yeah. And you seem very pleased and happy to always meet and talk to fans. Is that something that just sort of happens when you do work that you're proud of? Well, there is so much love that goes back and forth with people with Disney. Mm. And there's so much love from me that goes forward because I have Tinkerbell and I love them that we just meet and it's a love at first sight sort of thing. <laughs> we chat and, and I give advice uh, and I figure I'm 92 and a half years old. I'm, I'm capable. I, I have a, a, a card that says I could give advice to people who want to get into Disney or wanted to get into acting or the theater or whatever. And we sit and chat. We have the best time. I'm going to the D23 in um, Anaheim, uh, the big, 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 huge show. I will be there, and uh, that will that will um, connote 100 years of the Disney Brothers being in production. Wow! 100 years, yeah. and it will also start the year of the 70th year of Peter Pan. Yes, can't wait. Is that not wonderful? <laughs> yeah, that's incredible because 70 years for any film to still be relevant, really, exactly. and still be watched by young people and adults as a tradition. I have I have fan mail that comes in that they, they go visit their grandmother and they sit there with their kids yeah. and they, they put on Peter Pan. Mm. I mean, it, it's, it's, just, it's such a fun movie too it's lots of laughter there's lots of giggles and and so it's not heavy-handed it it, it's uh and take going to neverland come on Mm. there's nothing much better than that may i say something i have a website it's called tinkerbelltalks.com and in about two weeks we have a brand new composite photograph they found it about six months ago, of me, actually a photograph of me on stage doing the scene where she lands on the mirror. They're putting it and making it a composite. And uh, I I just, I'm so excited about it because after 70 years, finding a photo of me, exactly same hand, hand movements, everything. And it's a photograph. And I sign them. 
I sign them. So it's TinkerbellTalks.com, and I wouldn't mention it except it's going to be so special, and there are a couple of other things that are special because I have a brand-new website. Yeah. Is it true, by the way, that the name Wendy was made up for Peter Pan? Yes. Ah. Yes, it was. As I understand it, I've been told when I was visiting over in England, in the Midlands, and they know all about Peter Pan. What happened was that he had a friend, uh, a gentleman, uh, family friend, who would say, here comes Friendy Berry, Friendy, (laughs) Friendy Berry. And they had a little 12-year-old daughter who was named the Golden Girls. Her name was Margaret. And she could not pronounce her L's or her W's. So she would say, Friendy Berry. Wendy Berry. So he, she died, as many, many children did. Not, a lot of children just didn't, with all the measles and everything that was going around. And so he got the word Wendy from, from um, Wendy. Yeah. And, and that was the first time it was ever heard. Yeah, that's an interesting story there. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And since you've been acting, have there been any other actors who have inspired you? Oh, Betty White. Yeah, yeah. She's the she's the comedian that just passed away. Yeah. And Betty, uh, I was doing a show on Channel Thirteen in Los Angeles, and I was the host along with another host of a show called Teleteen Reporter, way at the beginning of TV, which I loved. I loved it better than I did making movies, I will tell you. Anyway, mm. um, next door to me was a, another uh, company that was doing another television show in uh, Channel 13, and it was, uh, it was called The Make-Believe Ballroom with Al Jarvis, who was a very, very inter- internationally known disc jockey, mm. and Betty White was his sidekick, and that's where I met her. She was seven years older than I, but I stood and watched her work, and told me she, she was she was a crack up. <laughs> I mean, she would come up with these sayings and all the. And of course, I had been told to be a lady. Mm. I had been told, oh no, you must not do that. Oh no, you must be very polite and every. And I watched her, and everybody was laughing. And I said, you know what? And I told her lady uh, later after the show. I said, Betty, I'm going to be you. She said, you do it, honey. <laughs> And so I went into my show, which was going to be taped or, or played live later. And I did come back. I did, uh, you know, put in special lines and so <gasps> They loved it. And from that moment on, and she started me on Tinkerbell. Yeah. And, of course, she just was my, my favorite. Everything and anything that she did. Wonderful, wonderful lady. Yeah, and there's just been such a big outpouring of love since her death, and indeed before her death, really. Oh, yes. Oh, On yes. social media, everyone loved her. Absolutely. Well, she has that same spark. She's, let's see what we can happen. Let's yeah. see. She has the same spark that Tinkerbell has, mm. and I have. And, I mean, I'm 92 and a half. My husband calls me up from a show I'm doing. He says, uh, he's 96. He says, I just sold the house and we bought a new house and we're moving. And and instead of saying, what did you do? I said, really? Where? (laughs) You know, to me, that's exciting. That's wonderful. That's, That's a positive. And she had that. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, all the way along, really. And she lost her wonderful, loving husband. And it was like, well, let's see where it goes from here. Yeah. It, it, you know, count your blessings. Count them one by one. It, it's, it's Tinkerbell. I've had four women come up to me, all different ages, and tell me that Tinkerbell saved their lives. Mm. And I'm going, you know, are they nuts? What, what, just a little, <laughs> uh, and well, uh, one lady who's in my book, I got a picture of her and I got a picture of it because she was almost 300 pounds. She had had both knees replaced. She was in a wheelchair and she was so depressed. And uh, her daughter, her 12 year old daughter said, why don't you think like Tinkerbell? Think happy thoughts. Mm. And her mother said, Tinkerbell, and she went and had a tattoo on her leg, and every time she got depressed, she would look at the tattoo, and she'd say, no, let's think happy thoughts. Well, I met that woman when she told me the story, and she was a trim 36-year-old, So, uh, and, and she's not the only one. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, we have an outlook on life God gave me. Uh, because I had a little unsteady starting, as you can imagine. Yeah. It's like, let's see what can happen. Uh, and and that was Betty, too. Hmm. So what have you been getting up to more recently? Have you been doing any more acting work lately, or are you kind of quieting down? Well, um, what I've been doing is, is mostly videos, little tiny videos for... Right. Uh, I have a new official Margaret Carey, a.k.a. Tinkerbell, that went up online. Mm. And then, of course, I'm on Facebook, and so I do, uh, I have lots of fun, and I can say and do what I want almost. They won't take me, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I tell stories like I'm telling you. And so I got married uh, two and a half, well, not quite two years ago. Mm. It will be two years uh, St. Valentine's Day, and the Disney Studios gave us a send-off. He's 96 years old, and he can do 75 sit-ups. He's wonderful. He's a hero for World War II, and the way he found me, we dated 70 years ago, and the way that he found me again was he being honored over in Europe. Uh, there was a commemoration, 75th commemoration of, U- of the D-Day, and he was over there, and he was in Amsterdam before he went to the to the commemoration. And there was, are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you ready for this? <laughs> he looked across the street, and there was a store with a big sign that says, Tinkerbell's Toys. Hmm. He turned to his friends, and he said, did I ever tell you I dated Tinkerbell? <laughs> and they said, no, tell us. And he told that we had about... Oh, I bet 15 dates. Mm. And he said that I went my way and she went her way. And and they said, well, let's find her. And they sent me an email from Amsterdam. And I remembered him so well. And that was it. How about that for a story? Yes. And, you know, I did the Andy Griffith show. I don't know if you get that in, in the U.K., the Andy Griffith Show? I don't think so, but I've heard of it. Okay. Well, um, I was in that, and so we put on the um, the, and, uh, the Mayberry Days and go back to the old times, according to the show. Yeah. And we have about 6,000 people who come. And so I said to 
uh, this wonderful man I was talking to, can can you get up to uh, the show that I'm doing up there? He says, well, I have to have my 94th birthday first. <laughs> this was two years ago, of course. And so about three weeks later, he drove for eight hours. Wow. And we looked at each other, and it was that was the first time we'd seen each other face-to-face. And it was love at second sighting, yeah. I will tell you. Wow. And so... And it was all because of Tinkerbell. Yeah, there you go. There you go. The most inspirational story I've heard all year, I think. Yes, it is just incredible. And he is an absolute doll. Yeah. And on top of everything else, you know what? Hmm. He bought the house. I never saw it. He Hmm. put the furniture in. He he dressed it. I came. Everything was done. And on top of that, he cooks. Ooh. I don't cook. Yeah. I know. (laughs) So he's doing the same thing with the with the new house, and uh, he's wonderful. He yeah. is just wonderful. Yeah. And his name is Robert, Robert Bokey, yeah. and because of the of the uh, uh, COVID, I couldn't change my name, so I'm still oh. Margaret Carey, <laughs> and that's just fine with him. Yeah. Okay. Well, where are we able to keep up to date with you and check out your book, etc.? Well, uh, uh, call me again, and any time. I love chatting with you. I usually ask because at the very end of what I'm talking, besides saying goodbye to the host, I want to send some faith and trust and a whole bunch of pixie dust. Mm. There it comes. (laughs) Okay? You got it? Got it, yep. Okay, my dear. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on the show today. It's been great to talk to you. Well, thank you for inviting me, and God bless to everyone. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound The Toby Gribbon Show